Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. That's greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I accidentally ingested some of the flood water. I became very <laughs> sick with dysentery. Our hotel was overrun with gangs. I was rescued in the stairwell of a five-star <laughs> hotel in New Orleans. You're in a classroom with a- I have a question for you. <laughs> yeah? Okay, so he's spinning a yarn of complete BS. How come it had to be a five-star hotel? Well, he wouldn't want us to think that he, but- <laughs> he, he was staying in some... It just... I mean, he's trying too hard in a stairwell of a five-star It's almost like the person who's is- like, my kids were so angry at me. My non-binary eight-year-old. Okay. Like, oh, he thinks that you have to throw in. Teachers vaccinated, the kids are vaccinated. Should a bonus be that you can take off a mask? As cases come down, yeah. uh, certainly it will become a, a possibility, possibility for us to take off our mask. So we just got to keep going. Right now, I'm not back. Just so you know, she said... In the classroom, if all the kids are vaccinated and all the teachers are vaccinated, <laughs> as the cases can we, as a gift, give, let them take their masks off? He said it's certainly a possibility. <laughs> what the frig? Imagine. Say mine, I'll tell you that. You're not. Um, I'm not vaccinating mine. I want to get some. I've been vaccinated. Still want to find out. Still want to find out more information. Uh-oh. Are you paying this much for a gallon of gas? Some parts of California are paying four dollars fifty cents a gallon. The run because of the fire on the Duramax? Yes. Why? What was so urgent? It was a fire. You are already. You were. I, I was a, astonished when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence. That's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for forty years, fifty years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. Oh. <laughs> when is the last time we had sex, Alice? <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you really want me to answer? No, that? but the fact that you're even like thinking about it, <laughs> I'm worried about the balance in this relationship. What? I al- you almost said like the time. <laughs> 
I'm worried, Alice, that <laughs> that I'm sleepwalking and and physically beating you. Because every day at the beginning of the show, we count down. We do. We test the audio because you know we, we've been burned before. So we test the audio, and we we'll have she and I going test one two, check one two, whatever. And then, and then um, Alice will. Oh no! And then um, and we'll play some stuff in the background so we can know that the, everything feeding from my board is working, and everything the audio is working on the video, and the audio is working for the audio podcast. So how it goes is this: I I record the audio on my machine here with the board, etc. For the podcast, for I. Apple podcast, whatever, and mm-hmm. Alice does all the video stuff on her machine. Yeah, and I just take his sound from an output on our board. Yes, thank you, Alice. Okay, I'm just people might be curious. <laughs> well, we don't go have to go with it. Well, you know, we'll do a deep dive on the on the. <laughs> how do you? How does the lighting happen? <laughs> It's okay. Just tell the turn people. The, turn tell, the lights so the people can You know see. what, Mozart? Why don't you get back to your work? <laughs> so this is why I'm worried because <laughs> I have been. I've had a third of a Substack almost ready today, almost ready to go out. So we're testing our stuff just minutes ago before the show, and I, I am mad at myself for not getting my Substack done. And the woman that I've apparently been physically <laughs> brutalizing now for years. Says this, listen to this, we're doing the test, and then here comes Alice, where are you going? What's happening down there? Listen to this. Two, three. Check one, two, three, four, check one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Damn it, I wanted to do a sub stack today, I just didn't have time. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, I should just be putting something out, regardless, even if it's just little shit. What is what is that? Let's listen to it again. Check one, two, three, four. Check one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Damn it! I want to do a Substack today. I f- just didn't have time. I'm sorry, God, bud. I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. Are you married to Ike Turner? I just try and mo- I just try My and goodness. mollify you I'm to sorry, defuse I'm sorry. the temper tantrum. I don't want it again. <laughs> Not because you beat me. As you put in, as you put your I, sunglasses on for the day and tell the girls. Just because I don't enjoy your blow-ups that you have. That's not a blow. It's I was mad at myself because because I didn't get my rear-ending gear. Yeah, but you do blow up sometimes. Yes, I feel it, but there's nobody hurt. Yeah, but I don't like it. Right, but it's so I try. And, it's an inanimate So objects. I try and like gently, <laughs> gently defuse you so that you don't you calm down. <laughs> I try and Alice, calm all the situation. All I do is usually yell towards the sky and throw. I don't a like that. I don't like out. that. I it's don't like a, it. You're not the victim of it, though. But I don't like it. Well, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's not made to be liked. Well, I'm trying it's, to get it not to happen. It's like a car backfiring. It's just so that it happens. <laughs> no, it's when, when it doesn't life, have to happen. When, when life screws me like it does 48 times a day, I um I bark out as if you're well, stepping on a dog's <laughs> tail. Um, you don't have to just be an animal, honey. You can have a little more control over your emotions. Alice, okay, okay, listen. <laughs> Um, I want you, you also to know- had a rough morning when you got up this morning, if you recall, too. Yes, yes, I did. Okay, this is what I want to say to you. <laughs> okay. I, have, I didn't manage to get a sub stack uh, out today, and it's okay. Okay? <laughs> it's okay. It's not your fault. I don't even feel guilty. <laughs> Nobody here is going to be hurt for it. I'm not going to be- continue the beatings, apparently, that I've been doing during sleepwalking. Everything's fine. You never have to apologize for me criticizing myself. 
<laughs> but thank you. It shows that you're a sweet person. I just, my goodness. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just please don't hit me again. My goodness. So, uh, I don't even know where to start today. <laughs> well, but it was like you said, you didn't have time. So, I felt like that was kind of my fault. Like, I could have done more around the house or something to give you more what time. What could you have done? I mean, I, I woke know. up this morning. I, I drank coffee. I prepped for the other show. I did four hours of the other show and then some post stuff. And I bolted out to take a walk, which is the only exercise I have while my gym membership's being transferred away from the people who keep dressing me down when they go there. Oh, so and, you're officially moving now? Yeah. And so, and so, and then after that, I went to the grocery store to, to get stuff, food for the family. And we got this to celebrate. And, and now it's now. So, in, in <laughs> so there's no, I'm sorry. there's no time today. Why are you saying sorry? <laughs> I you just, didn't do it. I apologize. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you for uh, for apologizing finally for only putting twenty four hours in a day, Alice. Because I know that you're carrying more hours somewhere in your dresser drawer. Sorry, but you can't go in. That's good and healthy. Uh, all right. <clears throat> I have more than 30 pieces of audio today. There's so much crap going on. I don't even know where to start. So let's just start. Let's start with. Um... Let's tell the people our happiness. Oh, yes, please. Happiness. Oh, my goodness. This is... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> sorry. Um, I have accepted a job offer. This is awesome news. Awesome for Alice Shattuck. This is fantastic. I'm so thrilled. For like a. Don't give it away there. Don't. No, for it's just a, it's a, I can do it from home. It's on a computer. It's really good money. It's all those things. Yeah. So it's, that's it's, all good stuff but that we like. Temper the really good money. Well, compared to making pizzas, it's really good money. Right. Okay. So, yes. So, and so it's going to, it's going to be a, a big, it couldn't have happened at a better time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, uh, and it's fantastic, and we're going to have to make the same poly girl decisions. I think that maybe yeah. you should, well, that's seven days a week. Do you think I should keep going in on, like, maybe if I just told them Saturdays, if they just need an extra person Saturdays? So the, the, here's a thing for us, and you guys. But I don't know if they want that. Are, I also, by the way, have so, told the same poly girl people that um, I want 20 to 30 hours, and I've been put on a maximum of about 15 hours in Ooh. any week so far. So it's kind of like... Uh, so now you feel ready to stick it to them. <laughs> I'm not going to stick it to them. I'm going to give them proper notice and all okay. those things. Well, like... the, here's the thing that we should talk about is that, okay. is that I don't know that we want to bore people with a lot of this, but we're celebrating today your new gig, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's it's an escape for you. I know that you're doing labor, but you get to be away from this how the guy who beats you. And the, and the four kids and the two dogs and the 12 chickens for at least eight hours, which is probably healthy for you. That's fine. Yeah, but this place does have an office fairly nearby. If I wanted to work non-remotely, I can go in. I just have to, like, reserve desk time or whatever because they're mostly remote now. Mm-hmm. You're going to be the go-inner? The reason like, the, <laughs> the, the uh, director of operations has to go in now to open the door for you? <laughs> All right. So, okay, we're going to start with, uh, we'll start on COVID stuff, and then I can drag that audio out of this program and drag some more in there, because I don't have even enough room for all the stuff we have. Uh, I was kind of shocked by this. Matthew uh, McConaughey is, uh, is in trouble. He just said we can vaccinate kids. 
are we gonna do we need to trust do i want to trust in the science do i think that there's any kind of scam or conspiracy theory hell no i don't so he sets the table right there and then lays it out right now i'm not vaccinated mine i'll tell you that you're not um i'm not vaccinated mine i want to get some more i've been vaccinated my wife has been vaccinated we have a high-risk person in our household my mother who's 90 and she's immune compromised i, I couldn't mandate having to vaccinate the younger kids i still want to find out i still want to find out more information so um obviously that's not acceptable and he's getting beat all up all yeah over. which is funny because that's exactly what the fda panel also said is that the risk benefit is not as clear for kids as it is for adults and while they want to make it available a lot of the people didn't feel comfortable like yes they voted whatever it was ended up being like 15 to zero and one abstention or whatever it was that to to approve it but there was actually like a lot of very nuanced conversation during that panel in which they were saying exactly this like this isn't something we can really mandate because while some people might want the choice to get it like this isn't a good like the it, this science isn't as clear as it is for adults mm. that there's a benefit a clear benefit there compared to the risks it's just right. not. The studies haven't been big enough. Kids study, are at such low risk. I saw those 2,600 people, kids. Right, right. And I think, so the the ones you're worried about are the boys, and you're worried about them after the second shot, and I think it was about like 800 boys who actually received the vaccine and not the control. So then it's like, that's not that many. You know what I mean? Like, especially if you're looking for things like the myocarditis, which is appearing in about one in five or 6,000 boys, like after the second shot you know it's kind of for me it's like a wait and see thing and you know people are going to make their own decisions if people feel like it's worth it to them and they want to we certainly have a lot of friends around us who are getting their kids vaccinated left and right which is fine but it's like i i'm ready to hold off because i don't think they have the dosing schedule exactly right i think potentially one shot's enough for kids i want to wait and see what they do i don't want it mandated and i don't i think that's like in this case that's what the experts and the scientific consensus actually is not the consensus of the news media and the biden administration and you know the blue anon people who read the Mueller report with a glass of wine those people their consensus is everything should be mandated yes. all the time and everything's perfectly safe and it's all definitely worth it but i mean in this case the actual scientific evidence is pretty much exactly what matthew mcconaughey said he might as well have like repeated put out the fda notes right mm -hmm. is that there's just not as clear a benefit when kids are at low risk for COVID. If there's not a lot of COVID in the community, then they're expecting there to be more hospitalizations from the vaccine than they're preventing from the illness. So it, why would you mandate that? You know, if people right. feel that they're at high risk and it makes sense for them, great, go for it. Well, but it's so like, funny you say that, Alice, because that I was saying today, and I, and I believe more than ever now, my reticence towards this vaccine is caused completely and totally by Vivek Murthy and Walensky and Fauci mm -hmm. because they're jerking me around. They right. Are. And when you said that, like the hospitalizations, and we, 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 I don't know if we played audio, we talked about it, the hospitalizations are likely to be more for, from the vaccine than, mm -hmm. than from COVID 
or yeah, I mean that's well, from the FDA report. That's yeah, not a thing that well, I'm making up right now. Well, listen to listen to Vivek Murthy, um, who talk about the Surgeon General, who talked about this. And the vaccines have shown in these trials for children five through eleven, they're more than ninety percent effective in protecting our kids from symptomatic infection, and they're remarkably safe as well. The kind of side effects they saw were a sore arm, fatigue, headache. They lasted for a day or two, and kids were actually left with protection from the virus. So please consider strongly getting your children vaccinated. There's a lot of noise out there, but talk to your doctor, uh, consult credible health sources, and recognize that this is our opportunity to protect our kids and to get them back to so many of the things they missed out on, Aaron, birthday right. parties, school, youth sports. You uh, can so do all those things. much of what's important for their social and emotional development. Right. The only people saying we, they can't do that is you. Right, right. And it's so weird, all these people letting themselves be held hostage to this vaccine. Like, maybe we'll let you go to a birthday party again if you just take this drug. Like, why? Why do I have to? Like, like, no, I can do what I want, actually. And if you can convince me that there's like the cost benefit analysis works out in my favor, then I'll take it. And if not, then I won't. You know, like, I don't understand why they have to hold this stuff over your head. But it's like the freaking guy that went to the wedding that we read yesterday it's like they're doing this to their kids they're holding it over them they're making them wear masks and do all this stuff and now they're gonna get them vaccinated and like hold it over them like maybe we'll let you take your mask off someday now that we're vaccinating you see you love the shot because we're gonna it's gonna allow you to like see your friends again someday right it's so weird and creepy it's it's not under the purview of some doctor who works for the federal government to decide what happens to my birthday <laughs> F right. off. you don't get a choice in that but even more closely um it, it, here's more of him once again this is you know diminishing my faith in any of these people what i would encourage parents to recognize is number one covid is not harmless in our children number we many kids have died sadly hundreds of children thousands have been hospitalized Many kids have died, sadly, hundreds of children. Hundreds of children compared to the number of children out there is not many. No, it's not. It's few. It's but he few. says many. Obviously, so he's every, with me. every kid dying is sad, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Shouldn't have, should go without saying. Yes, but many are not dying. But yeah, it's extremely, extremely low risk. And people, the thing is that, like, obviously, even one child is too many in that sense. But the thing is, we take risks with our kids every day. We let them ride bikes. We take them in cars. We go to the beach where they could be sucked away by undertow. We do all kinds of things with them. We take them on planes. We, I mean, like, every day you yes. take more risks with your kid than COVID is to them. Right. That's what's crazy to me is like these parents are doing this stuff, you know, that they let their kid do gymnastics and like go jump around on a balance beam where they're much, much, much more likely to suffer a serious injury than they are from COVID. And yet they're masking up their kid and treating them like a pariah because they're they're not able to be vaccinated yet against COVID, which is this insanely low risk. It's just crazy Yeah, and then Murphy, remember he said death or hospitalization is what he just said. You don't want hospitalization. Well, we know about hospitalization. It's going to happen to a lot of kids because of after they take this mm-hmm. drug. But now listen to this. This is where okay. he gets even cuter. And as a dad of a child who has been hospitalized in the, several years ago for another illness, I would never wish upon any parent mm-hmm. that they have a child who ends up in the hospital. It was hospitalized with another illness. 
Uh-huh. Which is not this illness, but I wouldn't want them to have a kid who ends up in the hospital. But the FDA said kids are going to end up in the hospital once it's... From the vaccine. Right. So he should be telling us the opposite. <laughs> it's there. It's such a bag of BS, dude, that they're selling us. And it's craziness. When we began the, the vaccination Here's effort more. for adults, actually a few months before we had the vaccine available, if you looked at polls, they showed that about a third or so of adults were you know, ready to go out and get the vaccine right away. Right. Right. What changed, though, is then the FDA and CDC weighed in. People saw their friends and family get vaccinated. People also recognized uh, that they were getting protected uh, and they got a chance to talk to their doctors about the vaccine. What else changed, Alice? What else changed? I'll play the beginning so to give you a hint. Donald Trump was no longer president. Correct. That's right. <laughs> when we began the, the vaccination effort for adults, actually a few months before we had the vaccine available, if you looked at polls, they showed that about a third or so of adults. Wanted them. Right, exactly. And you had the uh, the vice president-elect and the president-elect saying to stay away from the, the anything that Trump has, Trump is working on. So I... I I I don't even know how to say it. If this guy was selling me gravity, I would <laughs> doubt gravity. It's serious because every time he tries to sell it to me, he's lying or giving me half truths. Right. Right. And it's just it's just another case of what they've been doing all along in the pandemic, which is that they don't trust people with the information that they know. So they're trying to think of what to tell people to get people to do what they want instead of totally. just giving people the information totally and letting them make a decision for themselves which people are capable of doing but you know it would be great if we had like a media that would report on like the FDA panel that reviews the vaccines and report on it in an honest way so that people could understand what the risks and benefits are and make an honest decision instead of a hysterical media that's treating the Matthew McConaughey thing like he said he hates all vaccines <laughs> and thinks that they're like made from Satan and he hates them. You know, like it's just crazy to me because this isn't like an anti-vaxxer statement that he made. No. Or, you know, like Aaron Rodgers or anybody else. It's like they're acting like these people are saying, like, incredible, crazy, wacky things. They're out of line. They're nuts. How dare they spread misinformation? And they're just saying, like, completely reasonable, middle-of-the-road things, you know? And I, I don't, like... It should not be a controversial position whether or not you get your kid vaccinated, by the way. Right, like, totally people agree. who want to... Fine, that's a defensible position, depending on your own like risk analysis in your head. And people who do want don't want to get your kids vaccinated, that's also a completely defensible position based on the actual science that the experts are putting out. So this isn't like some crazy thing that I read on the internet. This is like what's coming from the establishment of science. You know, and, yes, it, but that's not you would never know that from the way the media reports on it. it and you're right. And, and these guys and the way they even ask the way the media reports, but the way that the media has these people on such a pedestal and they hand feed them these these ridiculous mm -hmm. questions. Can we do Thanksgiving? What's Christmas going to look like? What the freak is wrong with you? What's Christmas going to look like? It's absolutely crazy. So that's why Aaron Burnett asked, listen to this. Do you think that they should be able to take their masks off? If they're in a classroom, you know, I know the, the incoming New York City mayor is considering this. If you're in a classroom where the teacher's vaccinated, the kids are vaccinated, should a bonus be that you can take off the mask? Should a bonus be 
that you can take off the mask? What do you mean bonus? Yeah. If everybody gets vaccinated, the teachers vaccinated, the kids are vaccinated, should maybe a bonus? What? There's no bonus. No, actually, it's your God-given right to walk around and breathe right. the air. That's maybe like- I'll get a bonus and not have to wear the mask. What do you think? I don't know, for really good, incredible, and he's happy to play along. Yeah, it's a great question. Well, I certainly think getting vaccinated takes us one step closer to that. What the CDC has said is that in areas you know, that have high or substantial amount of transmission, they want people to still wear a mask for the time being. But as cases come down, yeah. uh, certainly it will become a, a possibility for us to take off our masks. So- oh, and by the way... Possibility. Cases come down. If, you're, if your kids are all vaxxed and the teachers are vaxxed and cases come down, there is a possibility. Uh-huh. By the way, speaking of cases coming down... Obviously, predictably, cases have come down in like Florida and Texas. And now it's going up here. And now uh, there's a bunch of hysterical news stories claiming that uh, as a whole in the United States, cases were dropping, but now they've stalled out and they might start climbing it. Yeah, because it's moving north, because now California is getting it. Now Michigan's getting it. Now New York is getting it. It's all going to go back up again up here. We're right. all going to get more cases again. Right. And then it's almost like it's seasonal or something, and like people a, have been saying. And there's a, a school in New York City today went to all remote again because the community cases are up. Uh, here's my last piece, once again. this is It's just a small thing. the entitlement of these public health officials. Vivek Murthy, once again, the sur- Surgeon General. If you're a parent out there and you've got questions, that's okay to have questions. Is it okay? Yes. Am I allowed to have are questions? Are you sure? I want to get a bonus, so... If, if, <laughs> If I shouldn't have questions, let me know. (laughs) Is it okay to have questions? By the way, I blow up at inanimate objects or the dogs when they shit on the floor. I just don't enjoy it. I just don't like it. So I'm trying to prevent it happening. That said, Mm -hmm. you yelled at me very loudly this weekend. And actually, we had what what was our bad fight this weekend? Our bad fight this weekend was that. you, um, a relative asked what was a good day to come over That's and right. I said Sunday which was fine because we were at sports until noon on Saturday mm-hmm. and then I was leaving for work to get there by three and so I thought that seemed like a little bit of a crunch but then you unbeknownst to me subsequently told that relative that Saturday would be equally good and then you informed me that while I was at soccer and couldn't leave soccer until noon that the relative was coming over at one o'clock and our house was a mess and could I try and clean it? And then you were mad at me about it for some reason. Um, and what did I do to clean it? Uh, did you do anything to clean it? I definitely didn't just sit there. Did I do the leaves? Is that when I drove the leaves to the place? No. Oh. I don't know what you were doing, but I pretty much cleaned up everything, I think. No. Because you informed me while I was at soccer at 11 o'clock in the morning and I couldn't leave till noon that you had a relative coming over at one and I needed to clean the house. You are not clear. It's not a relative. It's my brother. He's okay, well, going to listen to this. Okay, well, I'm but trying to keep anonymity. Don't take it personally, Jimmy. I'm mad at that guy, not you, Jimmy. Don't take personally, Jimmy. Or anybody who ever visits us, before anybody comes to visit us, we get in a fight because the house is not ready for visitors. Um... That's right. There was a time when we were. It's more just fight. like the information no, sharing I, that mean, bothers I'm me. I'm working, Alice. I got all sorts of stuff going on. Can You're you not know. just tell me? I don't know. I, I thought that that's what it was. That it was fine. I thought that it was. Who cares? Nobody cares. But here's the thing. I actually thought during that one when you were yelling at me, um, mm-hmm. and 
and I essentially told you to go to hell with stronger words. Um, I thought that, because since we were in the same room, when I then turned and walked to go in the kitchen, I thought there was a good chance that I was going to be physically uh, hit, attacked. <laughs> there have been relationships uh, many years ago where that kind of exchange would have gotten me in an area where I was going to get punched in the head. Well, I was mad because you just didn't tell me things. That yeah. you knew, you did not share your information, and then you were mad at me for not knowing something that you didn't tell me. It was not what the, the, the fact is, Alice. That our house is never ready for anybody to ever visit. Here. Like right now, it is. Well, floor one is. <laughs> well, I I'm had not talking. Been... I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that that you know, hopefully. Well, I had been at work till 10 p.m. the night before. So if the right. house was a mess that morning, mm-hmm. who was? primarily responsible for that i was busy drinking alice <laughs> okay, hello okay <laughs> okay let's get to, let's, <laughs> thank you let's go to brian williams prosecution he, rest i don't know how much time you want to spend on the brian williams thing he's uh he's going away you know it's funny so we hear some a couple of his hits when i was down there i used to be a firefighter volunteer firefighter in new jersey i was wearing the boots that i've owned since 1976 i had them pulled up as waiters when you look out of your hotel room uh, window in the French Quarter and watch a, a man float, float by face down, when, when you see bodies that you last saw in Banda Aceh, Indonesia... Oh, and- my God. That's like saying five-star hotel, but worse. <laughs> in Banda Aceh. Yes, I'm very intimate with it. I know it very well. Banda Aceh. How uh, Jay Peterman is that? Swore to yourself that you would never see in your country. So there's one of his uh, one of his my the week other one. Uh, two weeks there was not helped by the fact that I accidentally ingested some of the flood water. I became very sick with dysentery. Our hotel was overrun with gangs. I was rescued in the stairwell of a five star hotel in New Orleans by a young police officer. We are friends to this day. Oh man! And uh, so, it just was. Uh, how is it he was, still uh, even? I look so back here's, at, at here's the problem: is that none of that is true. But the bondage, none of it is true. The oh, problem he's is with a serial him, fabulous. But yeah, why did but he the still is, have a he job? He keeps putting too many uh, ornaments on the tree. <laughs> it's like you've now you keep hanging ornaments, man. The thing is like dying under the weight of all this. And he goes, nope, I got to make it even. No, nope, yeah. And uh, the officer's a friend of mine. We still stay in touch. Like, really? Come on, we you lost us at bondage. <laughs> Uh, but how did he still have a job all this time him for later? A bit, and they whacked okay, him that's what I remember. But then I kept seeing him again, and I was like, "How is this person still Alice, allowed to be on TV?" Alice, one of the guys criticizing harshly uh, Kyle Rittenhouse today uh, last year was masturbating on a Zoom call, <laughs> and is back at work. <laughs> I just like, I mean, don't they like? want to hire more like women and people of color too because like because they have these old white guys that they supposedly hate and like want less of around with like perfectly good excuses to get rid of them forever and like for some reason they're still there i just literally don't so understand. i'm gonna i'm gonna answer that question for you else i'm gonna tell you why that is in a moment okay. here's, here's more of his uh stuff oh, well, so, okay, so he originally, in 2003, this was his account of his time in Iraq. Our colleague Brian Williams is back in Kuwait City tonight after a close call on the skies over Iraq. Brian, tell us about what you got yourself into. Radio traffic makes clear this routine mission is running into trouble. Much like Bondage. We currently 
are not under fire. I say again, not under fire, but we look for some type of security. Over. We quickly make our drop and then turn southwest. Suddenly, without knowing why, we learn we've been ordered to land in the desert. On the ground, we learned the Chinook ahead of us was almost blown out of the sky. That hole was made by a rocket-propelled grenade, or RPG, fired from the ground. It punched cleanly through the skin of the ship, but amazingly, it didn't detonate. RPG, we still miss her, Ellis. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? She was my spirit animal, you know. All right, uh, so so in other words, the, the RPG hit the one of the choppers at, in front and didn't and bounced off it essentially so in 2013 10 years later that story changes a little bit we were in uh, some helicopters what we didn't know was we were north of the invasion we were the northernmost americans in iraq we were going to drop some bridge portions across the euphrates so the third infantry could cross on them uh two of our four helicopters were hit by ground fire, including the one I was in. No kidding. Uh, RPG and, and AK-47. <laughs> what what altitude were you hit at? We were only at 100 feet doing 104. There's a new weapon involved, and now his helicopter has been hit. Forward knots, because we had these massive pieces of bridge beneath us on slings. What happens the minute everybody realizes you've been hit? Uh, we figure out how to land safely, and we did. We landed Gallows very humor. quickly and hard, and we put down, and we were stuck. Four birds in the middle of the <laughs> desert. Part. That's and how you know he's a pro. Of the other Americans. Out ahead. That's right. They 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 decided the Marines decided to send the news crew to get slaughtered in the most dangerous <laughs> part of the uh, of the country. Um, and it wouldn't he, actually be the worst idea ever. <laughs> well, at that time, MSNBC actually was still a little bit respected. Um, so then, and um, so then he keeps us going for so long that he gets honored at a hockey game with one of the men on one of the Chinooks that barely survived. One of the birds? One of the birds, exactly. One of the, one of the guys who was flying one of the birds. He gets honored at a hockey game mm-hmm. and covers, during his newscast, the honoring of himself <laughs> and the guy at the hockey game. We want to share with you a great moment that took place here in New York last night. The story actually started with a terrible moment a dozen years back during the invasion of Iraq. When the helicopter we were traveling in was forced down after being hit by an RPG. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, during the Iraq invasion, U.S. Army Command Sergeant Major Tim Turpak was responsible for the safety of Brian Williams and his NBC News team after their Chinook helicopter was hit and crippled by enemy fire. Command Sergeant Major Turpak was awarded three bronze stars for combat valor in Iraq and recently retired after 23 years in the U.S. Army. Both men, both Rangers fans, have been reunited for the first time in 12 years for tonight's game. Please welcome Command Sergeant Major Tim Turpak and Brian Williams. Oh, combat brethren. <laughs> so, uh, so, but he had been, he was on a tour talking about this stuff. He couldn't stop himself. About six weeks after the Bin Laden raid, I got a white envelope, and in it was a thank you note, unsigned, and attached to it was a piece of the fuselage, the fuselage from the blown up uh, Black Hawk in that courtyard. And oh, I don't know how many pieces survived. Wow. But it I uh, sent to you by one of the. Yeah, one of my friends. <laughs> okay, guys, one of the birds has been destroyed. Let's go. Let's go. How Somebody come we're, save how, a piece how, for Brian Williams. <laughs> thank you for finishing my. Uh, my anything else, else? What's coming next? <laughs> 
I'm, I'm going out. I'm going to go get another piece for uh, this guy from MSNBC. It's worth the whole mission. <laughs> don't glare at me. Stop. You don't get to. <laughs> I get to do work off I'm... of my setup and then just dunk the ball in, lay it up as I've. I've... It's called teamwork. Look it up. <laughs> uh, where? Why is teamwork funny to me? Where did, who says that? Okay, so there's. Uh, okay, uh, so here's another one. About six weeks after the. Oh, did I just play this one? Oh yeah, that's right. I'm so sorry about that. Uh, that one we just played. I just I just erased one actually, but here we go. <laughs> we have some idea which of our special operations teams carried this out, and it happens to be a team I flew into Baghdad with, <laughs> on the condition that I would never speak of what I saw on the aircraft, the aircraft we were on, what they were carrying, uh, and who they were after. But all of it was shared with me. It's common when covering mm -hmm. a war because to reveal that would be to endanger um, Americans. Uh-huh. We're absolutely not supposed to be doing this, but we're going to tell you everything. <laughs> I have a throat cutter on my uh, desk at 30 Rock, which is helpful in staff meetings. It just sits there. Uh, <laughs> it was sent to me by a member of SEAL a Team. You say a throat cutter? Yes, uh, SEAL Team 6. I flew into Baghdad, invasion plus three days, on a blackout mission at night with elements of SEAL Team 6, and I was told not to make any eye contact with them or initiate any conversation. <laughs> it was like horses in the gate right before a mission. This guy had a wristband with his uh, human... Can How? somebody tell him it's not that hard to just enlist in the armed forces if you really want it? Right want to be able to tell these kind of stories but without looking and metaphors, like a total like horses jackass. in the gate you would see, I, and i think that he thinks that he has cover because he's building them up these guys mm -hmm. target that he was after when we landed was one of the members of the deck of cards one of the leadership targets they are amped this is the best we have and until he reached into my box of wheat thins my last remaining american food it could have been a wheat thin commercial um because this this hand the size of a a, a canned ham goes and i lost half of my net supply of wheat thins but then i chatted him up and admired uh, a knife as part of his utility belt right. darned it if that knife didn't show up at my office a couple oh, weeks man. later <laughs> darned it. So here's what I think, and I think Letterman knew this about him. Um, uh, well, let me just say that, unfortunately for him, Mark Zuckerberg um, was thriving at that point, and a lot of these guys who were on all these missions started to post on Facebook, this dude did not do any <laughs> of these things when he was with us. He was not in any danger... Et cetera. So he got, that's how he got this. I made a mistake in recalling the events of 12 years ago. I want to apologize. I said I was traveling in an aircraft that was hit by RPG fire. I was instead in a following aircraft. Right, okay. But so here's the thing. It felt like he was shot down. Honey. Right. I think he just, he really always, he wants to be an entertainer. He wants to be an entertainer. He knows that he's a, essentially mm -hmm. a um, spokesmodel. He's a handsome, graying man, a news reader. He knows that mm -hmm. that's a, that he's vacuous, that that's an empty... Did you just make sure that the camera's not on you when you had your sip of your truly? No. He knows that... <laughs> Weasel. My goodness. <laughs> he knows that people... Um, he knows that he's got a, a, per, a job kind of for a dumb person. And I think that he wants to be 
more. I think he wants it when he goes on Letterman. He thinks that he's got a way with words and he can use his his very uh, spokesmodel game show host stiff um, personality to um, really score with Letterman. If he comes out of that box a little, some people have done that over the years. Marv Albert and other people. Some people can do that. And I think he was just trying to see if I he has know, a talent. But like, I don't know. Maybe it's like, I don't know if this is like a difference between men and women mm-hmm. or if it's just a personality type thing. But like, I mean, I'm the opposite of this. I like suffer from imposter syndrome. And like, I can barely talk about things that I've done without feeling like I'm being like, you know, playing it up too much yeah, but and like Alice, so i can't understand like literally going out there and just like making stuff up like yeah, but, I but he's in the showbiz it would like he's stress me out he's in showbiz he's a ham all uh, is only there you go alice is drinking a, <laughs> he's in showbiz Stop ratting me he's out a, he's, a, he's a ham all of his validation is in attention and feedback so he wants to get it he probably knows that letterman's a brilliant guy and he likes to make him laugh etc now here's why how did a guy like this survive, Alice? Um, I don't know. The same way a lot of guys who have big downsides survive is that they're really awesome guys. By every account that I've heard, Brian Williams is a great guy. Great guy to his uh, people who work under him. Great guy to his co-hosts. A selfless guy. Just a great guy. Same thing in Boston with Mike Barnacle. Barnacle is the guy who used to write for the Globe and cooked mm-hmm. up some stories and was disgraced, etc. Now he's got a gig on MSNBC. Yeah, he used to like be on I Miss in the Morning, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, I remember in that. Barnacle, even when I worked at the same place where he worked in Boston at the radio station back then, was universally known as an awesome guy. That's it. Mm-hmm. Barnacle had your back, would take care. He he just had that thing. You, that is the loudest truly in the history of the world. <laughs> My goodness. So, you know, knows how to take care. You know, it's that kind of thing. It's also the same. You know what it's the same with? Is um, Sharpton. Al Sharpton. Mm-hmm. You know, though a low life. But it, is that true of, um, of Tubin? No, he's a dickhead. People, so why is he still there? I, I have no idea why. Or maybe he groveled and begged. Um, I, I don't know. I assume that he's pals with somebody there. But no, he is a lowlife. And you, you could tell. You can tell because he's not really a CNN star. He's an ancillary guy. And some of those people can be the worst. Oh, man, we used to have... Oh, I, I, When you're a producer, you get to see the real part because they want to... They, they're... They're tough guys to the producer. Mm-hmm. So we used to have this comedian in in in, in all the time who would um, who would drink a diet coke, coke during the segment, and he'd like look at us for a second and get tap on a diet coke. In other words, go get us another one. Give me another one. Just a dinkhead. It's like, <laughs> you man, you are a fifth rate comedian. You you already have this much of an ego. Um, okay, so so speaking of Tubin, here's Tubin. I guess we'll get to some of the Rittenhouse stuff. Yeah. Here's Tubin uh, today on Kyle Rittenhouse. Jeffrey, two thoughts. Yeah. Two thoughts. One, what kind of idiot hmm. 17-year-old gets a giant... Alice, tip it in. Go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. I didn't have one for that. You what kind know? of idiot 17-year-old? Yes. Should Tubin be calling other people idiots? This guy was smacking it on a Zoom meeting. What kind of idiot <laughs> okay. decides to... Thank you. 
giant gun and goes to a riot. He has no license. He has no training. He thinks he's going to scrub graffiti off with his AR-15. I mean, the stupidity of this is like, what could possibly go wrong? Well, a lot went wrong. The good news for Kyle Rittenhouse is that he's not on trial for being an idiot. He's on trial for homicide. Right. And in that respect, I mostly agree with Joey that this is a tough case for the prosecution because it does seem like it, he has a plausible case uh, of self-defense. And, you know, if, if it were illegal to be an idiot, the jails would be even freer, even more crowded than they are now. Homicide's a different matter. And, you know, he may have a defense. Great. He yelled at a 17-year-old. What kind of idiot? Would... Um, here's the thing. Um, and I'm going out with my rifle to riots is not my thing to do. <laughs> but it's legal. Sure. But that's and that's fine. By the way, what kind of idiots burn the black and brown <laughs> neighborhood down? How about that, Tubin? Are you gonna say that? No, you are, can't. Are idiots? Mm -mm. So uh so anyway, this this trial I got to see some of it today. This is remarkable. This guy Binger, yeah, who's the district attorney, the prosecutor, I love this guy. <laughs> He's an a hole. He dresses like a moron. <laughs> He's he seems like a complete jerk, and and he's either incompetent yes. or deliberately trying to throw the trial. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. He uh, yeah. ran into some trouble with the judge today. First of all, Your Honor, this was the subject of a motion. I'm well aware of that, and the court left the door open this for me, not for you. My understanding of you your should have come and asked. For, uh, for reconsideration, you did on the one motion, and in fact, I granted your motion for reconsideration. That was not a motion. I, I said, I denied it, or I indicated a bias towards denial is what I did. Held it open with a bias towards denial. Why would you think that that made it okay for you without any advance notice to bring this matter before the jury? You are already, you were, I, I was so astonished. Can I clarify sure, what happened sure. here uh, for the listeners? Uh, so what happened is that the Kyle Rittenhouse testified at his own trial, which is pretty unusual. So his defense, you know, and this is over the last few days, they've had some really good days for Kyle Rittenhouse's defense attorneys. It's been a mess for the prosecution. But uh, today he took the stand. And so the prosecution is cross-examining him. And the prosecutor starts to ask, questions that the judge told him he wasn't going to let him ask before the trial started in front of the jury so the judge flipped out sent the jury out of the room and this is him now yelling at the prosecutor saying how dare you you should ask me if you wanted to ask these questions of him i told you i was tending to think i didn't want them asked and so if you were going to ask them you had to ask me about this first this is completely inappropriate so this is i mean like that's potentially a mistrial because he started to ask this in front of the jury mm -hmm. before the judge sent right. him it, out yes and it, the subject matter was essentially like why was rittenhouse like uh hiding after after this or something when you began your examination by commenting on the defendant's post-arrest silence that's basic law. It's been basic law in this country for 40 years, 50 years. I have no idea why you would do something like that. And it gives, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Well, so I don't know was, what you're up to. Sorry. 
That's well, that was well, that was he's saying his post arrest silence. He didn't comment when he was arrested, which is obviously right. what you're supposed to do if you're not an idiot. You're not supposed to talk to the police, and so. You're not allowed as a prosecutor to go out here in the trial and be like, oh, really? Well, why didn't you say anything when you were arrested? Why did you wait to have a lawyer? Like, because you're allowed to and it's America and they're not allowed to take that as evidence of guilt. So he's not allowed to go in front of the jury and present that as though that's something that makes him guilty. Right. It's really, really egregious. And here's, um, Binger went after Rittenhouse a couple of times and I would say these are misses. The run because of the fire on the Duramax? Yes. Why? What was so urgent? It was a fire. There's fires all over the place, so? I was getting to the fire to put it out. We'll, we'll get back to that in a second. Yeah, I would, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's time to pivot right there. Can you help me understand, Mr. Rittenhouse, why Gage Grosskreutz, with a pistol in his hand, is a threat to kill you, but you, with an AR-15 pointed at him, is not a threat to kill him at this moment. Can you help me understand that? I've been attacked by several people and he decided to come and point a gun at my head. Well, first, like- He hasn't done that yet, has he? No. So again, I ask you, in this moment, you- He hasn't done that yet. Well, yes, he's about to do it and I'm about to shoot him. Told right. us, Gage Grosskreutz is a threat to you right now. Yes. He's got a pistol. Not aimed at you. You've got an AR-15 aimed at him. Why is he more of a threat to you than you are to him? Because he was a, he was moving at me with a gun in his hand. This is right after you've killed Anthony Huber, correct? Yes. Right after you fired two shots at almost point-blank range at the man running towards the camera right now and missing him, correct? Yes. And you're telling us Gage Grosskreutz is the real threat at this moment? Well, to him, yes. <laughs> the person approaching me with their gun drawn is, yes, a threat to me. Yes, I think that other gun is also lethal. I think so. Yeah, I think they both can kill you. So, um, so, Alice, that's all I have for that. I don't, I don't want to get him crying and stuff like that. Rittenhouse started to cry and they had to take a recess and whatever. Yeah, but, I mean... But, the only thing you need to know, and... All the the most important audio of this whole thing, Alice, and I don't know if you would give this to me or if you've seen this, is at one point the judge's phone rang. Did mm-hmm. you, did you I see did this? I did send you this. Okay. Yes. One point the judge's phone rang. And this is how you know that this is uh, over already. And um, Binger and his uh, pink suit and Star Wars pins can go home. And Kyle Rittenhouse is very shortly going to be a free man. Um, and th- this is all you need to know. Listen to his phone. Uh the actions that I had talked about. <laughs> like, if you're being right there, you must be thinking, oh, okay, well, um, can we just want to wrap it up? Or? Okay, so, but I don't, like, yes. I mean, his uh, ringtone is proud to be an American, but this judge apparently also has a reputation for being really pro-defendant overall, like, in well, general. Well, that's better for... Ri- right, so... Um, I mean, I don't think the judge is being biased in favor of Rittenhouse. I think he's being uh, biased in favor of having a fair trial for a defendant, 
and I think that this is very clearly a solid self-defense case. I mean, like if you have Jeffrey was, Tubin admitting was, it on CNN, right. this is um this is a pretty but difficult it, case in for the 2021. Alice, mm-hmm. you can find activist judges who will. Uh, we've had activist judges who have shown defendants how to escape the courthouse. <laughs> That's Alice. true in Massachusetts. In, yes. in activist judges, I understand there's a jury involved here, but activist judges are, right. are all over the place. So, but I do think it's interesting how this is being framed on the left because they're basically like, if you look on Twitter, it's all like, oh, Kyle's other defense attorney, the judge, blah, blah, blah. And like his ringtone said, proud to be an American. And then they were sharing this photo of him where he was reading a cookie magazine yesterday Mm -hmm. in a break. And they were saying like, this is how seriously he takes it. See, like, so, and the implication is that like somehow the judge is biased for Kyle Rittenhouse and that that's why so they're already like gearing themselves up for a loss here and it's it's crazy because the only reason they ever expected him to be convicted is because they built up a totally fake narrative of what happened that night completely I mean like if you look through the Twitter replies first of all half the just morons on Twitter think that um he shot black people Right. That he was a white supremacist who went out hunting black people. Yes. Whereas all three of the people that he shot, the two that he killed and the one that he wounded, were all white. Um, they were sort of there defending Black Lives Matter. But like one of them, the first guy he shot was also just a violent, crazy child molester yeah. guy who was screaming the N-word at people right. like the whole night. I mean, like these aren't like. Social they weren't ju- out there helping. They, yeah. they were out. One was in Tifa. The dude lost his arm. Was not Antifa. that it. Not that it matters. Like if they're if good people, like you're still not allowed to just murder people. But like he's gonna get off on the murder conviction because this was self defense. Right. But I mean, my point is like nobody has to feel that upset. No. About these particular people. Yep. This isn't like these were like, he, he didn't shoot MLK. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, we're, <laughs> this wasn't that. So, no, he didn't. <laughs> um, but, like, but they've built it up in their mind that he's like, he shot JFK and Kennedy and. Uh, JFK and Kennedy. Uh, I mean, Oof. sorry. I mean, I meant MLK and Kennedy. All sorry. right, let's move off very quickly. But, just, I just want to. Uh, okay, go ahead. So. They're going to be upset that he gets My off. My brother's going to be here in 10 be... minutes, by the way, Alice. So, <laughs> Do I have to go clean yes. something right now? Okay. <laughs> okay. That's all. Then fine. No, no. Go ahead. Say <laughs> Well, no. I was just going to say, like, it, there's obviously going to be riots, and the jurors are going to be attacked, and it's going to be like a whole thing, because they've imagined this whole scenario where he is a violent white supremacist who went to go do a mass shooting of black people at a Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. rally, which isn't what happened at all. Right. And so they're going to be really upset when he gets off, uh, because they haven't paid attention to any of the facts. Right. And so, th- yeah, they don't. But, but this is one of those things that they don't care it to. This is purely tribal. They've gotten the instructions that they're supposed to hate him and whatever. And, and whatever. So they do. Uh, uh, Biden gave um, it's, it's a couple things from Biden. Gave an infrastructure beg today. Just a couple of things that I thought were... <laughs> I thought was good. How many times if you haven't, if you don't live in an area where you have high-speed internet you can afford, you, how many times you've driven your kids to the parking lot of McDonald's and sat there going off McDonald's internet so you could hear? <laughs> so what am I hearing exactly? I'm not even sure. 
Um, let's see. There's another one here. Um, okay. Everything you're paying this much for a gallon of gas? In some parts of California, they're paying $4.50 a gallon. And then he went into big uh, infrastructure stuff and big... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create good-paying union jobs. Union. Not good job. Not $12 an hour. Not $15 an hour. 45 bucks an hour and up. Meanwhile, he... Oh, oh, bitch, sorry, kvetched and moaned about inflation he, it, in saying half of it is mm-hmm. that raises, uh, wages are rising. So oh. he's so, talking but about if inflation. the new minimum wage is $45 an hour, I mean, like, I think that means you're due for a raise then. There you go. But that's the brave new Biden world. Uh, mm-hmm. I am done, my dearest. I'm going to hit the exit music now. I wanted to give you free. You may hit the exit music. I am wearing I permit a. You. Green shirt. I have uh, I have uh, whiting uh, brown hair, and uh, I'm rotund, and I'm standing on Pentucket land. As a matter of fact, where I am standing. Thank you again, everybody. Per usual, um, you can find us on Twitter at Burnbrow Pod, Facebook. And once again, it's okay about the Substack. I'm not just beating myself <laughs> up a little. I'm hearing myself do it. I don't want it to hurt you. <laughs> I realize that it's for you that it's a very important thing. And I know uh, nobody's going to get hit in the family. I'm not going to explode on anything. It's just a man. But and that goes to you guys too. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get better with the Substack. You, as you could tell by her. Um, just groveling that it's obviously Alice's fault. <laughs> Seems like she's taking responsibility for it. Um, where was I? Um, BurnBarrelPodcast.com uh, BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com We are back on YouTube. We are still on Rumble. We're not giving that up because YouTube is mean and kicks us off. Um, and all the other places where you find podcasts. Say la vie. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 